Hello all, welcome to the Lunar Sea Spire Cartoon Fan Podcast. This is episode 380, and today we'll be talking about the Barb and the Spotted Bears episodes from Summer Camp Island Season 5. I'm GC13. And I'm David. The beginning of life on Earth? The island? I don't know which, but I didn't know this was where we were going to go for the start of this season, or that we would go here ever. Talk about... ah. I don't want to take away credit from the team that comes up with all these beautiful ideas in Summer Camp Island, but man, if there was ever a like spiritual successor to Adventure Time, and truly spiritual, because it's like it can be a completely different show while also being, in some respects, so weirdly, th- not thematically similar, but storytelling similar, it's like, yeah, a required part of Adventure Time-esque world building is show us as far back in time as you possibly can. <laughs> yeah, I, I love how there's a, there seems to be some confusion over about how long the island has been around at this point, because according to the Ferns, it's day three, because they're remembering, you know, day two. Uh, I think they said it was the day before. Bottom line is, we're in the first week of the island, for sure. And, um, and Barb is 60 years old. <laughs> but is she is she 60 years old at heart or 60 years old at biology? I don't know. Well, she she says quite clearly that she just got created. So she knows how to speak English or whatever language the ferns are speaking, but does not know the definition of the word bear. I'm calling shenanigans on that. It's one of those, I have amnesia, but I clearly remember many critical things type memory, you know? I'm not saying she has amnesia, but... In the same way that we accept in fiction that someone who has amnesia doesn't forget how to eat or clothe themselves or something, or, you know, they remember some details about things. You know, that's how apparently the creation of life works. I mean, you're also bored knowing things, you know, a little Steven University, a little bit like the gems. Well, she knows her name. Well, and she pulls out more elves and... They all not only know their names, but also what they like, which is something different than Barb. Yeah, they know a lot more about themselves than Barb did. Barb had no idea what she was about, but they all knew their gimmicks straight away. I Yeah, and I don't even, oh god, I mean, it's going to be so easy to try to think about everything from a very critical, like, how does this world work stance. So I'm going to do it. Uh, you know, They come out of the jelly pool. Barb comes naturally out of the flower. Don't know if that means anything. But, uh, you know, there is a difference in how they're created. It makes me wonder, where did all of the other elves come from? Because, you know, Barb only created the other four. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Because also the jelly pool becomes not a jelly pool at the end of these three. Yeah, it becomes the, the magic diamond at the end of this arc. So, you know, the, the time for creating new elves that way is gone. Maybe, maybe Barb has to invent a way. Maybe. And I, I'm not remembering. The elves are all like... Are they all women? They're all female presenting, I think. So I don't know. I don't know how. Except for the dudes that she's, you know, going to marry. That's true. Yeah, I don't know. I thought they were elves. Well, I don't know gender presentation or what the elves like. I don't know. I don't know their literal biology. And that's not really the point of this thing. So who knows? More elves come about. You know, lots of creatures come about. Who knows how this island works and grows things? Barb was grown naturally. It's not like only elves have to come from the pool. You know, many more flowers could have sprung them, just like there's all other sorts of life and monsters. If uh, the island is the source of living things, it's not the jelly that's the source, because plenty of other magical creatures clearly came to exist over time. Uh, But apparently not through 
evolution <laughs> like on our planet apparently of course of course you know it makes you think well how did this whole island get set up how did the bears come about knowing that they needed to be the protectors of the island how you know aliens <laughs> well you already mentioned gems coming into being knowing exactly what they were made for the spotted bears were pretty sure they were the guardians of the island so they don't feel bad about giving it a haircut you know i mean i Again, like, aliens? <laughs> Is it aliens? Could be aliens. There's really only two directions that these uh, cartoons seem to be going, which is uh, aliens or a full actual mythology. You know, I don't know if it's a corn ruler, like in OKKO, OK or weird ancient beings that aren't quite gods or things, like in Adventure Time. But uh, I don't know. I don't know if they'll ever explain it. I will say, there's a vibe to these three episodes that makes me think that they like all of these concepts enough to keep delivering more like i don't think this is the last we ever think about the jelly pool or the magic diamond or you know barb or like the fact that we saw this i don't know i feel like they could just keep riffing on it i also feel like this show could continue for five more seasons easily and i would be very happy so i don't know yeah i mean this isn't the only story that they had here that i expect to see more on like the next one that we'll be talking about with Betsy and Ghost of the Boy, that one we can consider done unless they want to talk about the future. But, you know, all of the past has been covered already. But, you know, with uh, there's so much I want to know about these first days on the island. And there's so much more I want to know about Mildred, as we'll discuss in a few weeks. I mean, so, but the baguette. <laughs> the baguette! Oh, good grief. Oh, that is a, that is a, get your bingo card out ready. GC13 is about to say retcon, everyone. I will say, like, major influence. I just had some Twin Peaks vibes with these two interlopers that come mysteriously from the ocean, maybe have a group of beans they're from, and who knows what their purpose is, and this baguette rich in symbolism or simply crispiness. I don't know. <laughs> Why do they want to dip it in the jelly pool? But I love just the weird, it seems like a non sequitur, but then somehow I'll analyze the themes of the entire show in 30 years and understand what the baguette really means. Yeah, like, these guys are like, I want them to be so symbolic and, like, mean something, but I look at them and I, I just, I can't get anything. I actually completely forgot, but did you know that these guys were first seen in the season one episode, The Sound House? No, don't tell me that! <laughs> That's why you smelled a retcon. Oh god. Yep, after the after the spotted bears were lured or I should say guided back to their normal sleeping location, Oscar and Hedgehog are like, hey, should we uh move those guys? And Barb's like, no. And it and uh you get to a nice picture of them lying on the ground, and then if you do a side by side with where they fell, they are in exactly the same positions. The only Difference is that the beard color on the bearded sheep has changed, and instead of holding a club, he is now holding the last piece of his baguette in season five. But he had a club in his hand in season one. GC, I'm telling you, they planned it all. At some point, if you say retcon enough, if you say retcon enough, it's actually a narrative. <laughs> but in the soundhouse, Barb does mention the bearded sheep and the striped horses. As though there are, you know, multiple of each of them, not just those guys. It was the striped horses and the bearded sheep, not the striped horse and the bearded sheep. So 
Oh, there's more of them because they even say, uh, let's see, what did, what did I write? They're like, we'll never live it down, you know, talking about that they didn't think about putting the bears to sleep. So they definitely come from a place where other others are like them. But uh, is there more jelly, too? Who knows? Yeah, I don't even know what their nefarious intentions were. All I know is that when they, you know, in their moment of triumph, they're like, all will be wrong in the world, you know, once they got to do what they wanted. But then they're making fun of Barb. Ha, huh? you, you gave up your sleep for nothing. And it's like, I, I think they're just trying to make her second guess herself, which she uh, invented not long after that. So. <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, I, they're, they're just the force of maliciousness or bad things in this world. Again, a very Twin Peaks idea. Very season three Twin Peaks of the, you know, understanding more of the mechanics of evil and badness in the world. But um yeah, I don't I don't know. It is also interesting that there aren't quite magical creatures yet. That it is bears and ferns and animals, but none of the none of the magic happens. Which I guess there wasn't a magic crystal yet. So that's a thing. Well, I guess, you know, if I, if I go back to the shark's little chart, the elves come from the Miracle Rabbit, and they are the ones who then begat the werewolves, the Sasquatches, the monsters, and the giants. And of course, the Miracle Rabbit, just like the Wishfish, gets his power from the Glowworm. Hmm. Well, I have a lot of mythology to re-review. <laughs> in this show i feel like at this i've never like uh we've made it this far in summer camp island but it's uh, the rare time where i actually have not rewatched like any episodes of summer camp island so i feel severely lacking we have seen representatives of most of the magical creatures the only ones we haven't seen are the Wishfish and miracle rabbit and then of course the little angels who are the equivalent of elves who you know, are the source of power for witches, ghosts, aliens, and molar moles. Those are the those are all of our blank spots. Mm. No baguettes. I don't see a baguette on this chart, unfortunately. Okay. I don't see any bearded sheep. I don't see any striped horses. Although Ava's looking good as the representative for monster, I must say. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. So yeah, this. Uh, okay. So also, we've just like, of course, because we are who we are. We've focused so much on the lore, and yet. These uh, this little tree of episodes is such a storybook esque presentation of things. Like we have this creation myth that straight up its second episode is a bedtime story, essentially. Like you could tell it to make a child sleepy. Oh, here's how I worked on putting all the bears to sleep, and there's a sweet little song with the elves at the end. It it's so and the way they set up like oh this this bear has this needs and this bear adjusting the shoulders not quite right like. Let me go get my helpers. It's such a simplistic children's story, which is wonderful. And I love that it is interspersed with this uh, crazy creation myth, but not quite because, okay, I just wouldn't have predicted Barb would be in the middle of it all. I love that that's (laughs) the case. (sighs) It's wonderful. I mean, when I heard that this was going to be an origin story for Barb, I did not expect any of this. I I think actually this is my least favorite of the five story arcs of the season, which is, you know, why it's so easy for me to give in to my attempt to analyze the the lore for anything. I don't, I don't know. I just... Well, it, they are simple stories, so I'll give you that. They are They are simpler. Like, it really does have that, let me tell a child about how the island what first came to be, or at least a story about one of the things that happened when the island first came to be. 
so there's there's not much else to it, but it's 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 a fun romp. I also like that it does have more darkness than other Summer Camp Island episodes. A little bit more death involved. The the constant threats at eating. Uh-huh. I love the whole, I gotta get me some barbecue sauce. And then he says it again, like, her aim is getting better. <laughs> her aim is getting better. Uh, no one will beat the delivery of Stan, but still. <laughs> uh, the man sings Giant Woman better than the original. Oh my gosh. I I mean, Seuss singing about the chicken nuggets uh, that Alex Hirsch did on Twitter. Nearly, I mean, it's pretty great, but I don't think anything beats Stan singing that song. <laughs> Stan singing about being a giant woman. I mean, think, Alex Hirsch, you are a god. You truly are. Barb can never sleep. Is that a thing that we can possibly witness or verify through the rest of the show? I don't think so. Hmm. I mean, it's not likely that they would ever bring that up, but... They, they have established it now, so I, I fully expect them to manage to follow through with that. This is, this is late enough in the game, they're thinking ahead now. I don't know why, but the, just, it's the hairstyle, I think, on the female spotted bears makes me think of the Flintstones so much. <laughs> That's so torturous to be constantly thrown into another cartoon space watching it. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, the leopard print definitely does. That's kind of hilarious. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Oh, that reminds me. Yeah, the spotted bears, striped horses, and bearded sheep. That all fits into a pattern. So yeah, I don't. I don't think the like I said, retcon, retcon. <laughs> I don't know. I, I everything's planned. I'm telling you, man. When are we gonna get some art of Summer Camp Island books that have all the big timelines Ooh. in them? The art of the show is so good. I it'll happen. Come on, David. We Adventure Time is popular enough. We can just allow a show to retcon its backstory. It's fine. I don't know. I think they knew what they were doing. But, you know, Adventure Time did also just basically, if you consider retconning to be just, we, di- we planned it as we went along, then yeah, that's what, you know, Adventure Time nearly did too. Uh, so. Well, yeah, what Adventure Time does is we're going to toss out this little detail just for funsies. And then later on, they're going to be like, oh, hey, I'm going to build this little detail into something significant in my world's past. But also, you know, whether or not, it depends how many details you develop at the beginning, too. Julia Pot might have had a very wide outline, and then you fill it in. You know, the Steven Universe art books discuss how much conversation the crew had about certain aspects of Steven's powers and about, like, is Steven's mom really gone? And, you know, I'm not trying to be, like, too spoilerific there in that subject matter. But, like, so, you know, it, there were debates where even though Rebecca had very specific ideas about some ideas, other ones didn't get made concrete until way later. And also, like, uh, okay, being a little spoilery, still thinking about it, too, just because I like the comparison. So, you know, skip ahead if you don't want to know Steven Universe. But, like, Pink Pearl had a di- completely different backstory until, like, late in the game. Like, until they went and wrote Change Your Mind, Pink Pearl was, um, I think, what was it? It wasn't hurt? She was, like, just straight up shattered, I think, by Pink Diamond or something? I don't know. The art book, it's like, th- things changed in the last episode. I don't know what I, I could have sworn I saw that with the the Pearl, they had an original thing from, like, way back in the day was that, 
Pink Diamond's original pearl was taken away from her and replaced with a more sensible pearl. Kodosorni and Jones Cordy tweeted that out. I don't know. I could literally go open the art book in my closet right now, but uh, irrelevant to Summer Camp Island. Merely to say the point that things change as, as stories develop. So what what the line is for retcon is, you know, very fuzzy. Still, I'm enjoying this and you're making me really want to go back and watch. I feel like it's so much more subtle, though. So much more subtle. Like, mm. same thing with the Twin Peaks comparison. Ah, like, I could go back and watch Twin Peaks and I would be rewarded by some details, but I think it would remain still completely opaque to me in so many more aspects. So, yeah, I don't know. So congrats on them for making it where I don't know whether I'm just dumb and they're geniuses or there's just not actually that much there to read into the whole time. <laughs> I, I don't know whether whether the backstory was planned all along or whether this was just something they made up and threw at us last minute. They have a presence, the the horse and the sheep. They, like I said, they there's something about their design that just screams mm-hmm. sinister. And I, I mean, obviously they start on a water spout up from the sky holding esoteric implements. So, and they're strange themselves, but I don't know. Hats off to them for the imagery with these guys. They did a very good job. Yeah, yeah, I just completely agree with that and have no other thoughts to build on that. You're just completely accurate. <laughs> I, I liked how the uh, the two elves wanted to trust them. And then she's like, no, 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 I, th- I, I think this is a scam. You know, just look back discreetly. And then they, they all look back and it's like, they know, just keep smiling. Which is so funny because two of those elves definitely don't. Oh my God, Helen with bananas is so dumb. <laughs> and the way that the two elves <laughs> fall for the trick and they're just like, and they're happy about it. They're like, yay, I got what I wanted. Well, I want to be looked up to. Paulette, Paulette was happy. Oh, okay. I guess Helen with bananas maybe didn't exactly like, she really did want to be looked up to and maybe she was smarter. But also, she, her thing was bananas. It's kind of silly. <laughs> she just wanted to solve her problems with bananas. She wasn't even Helen with bananas anymore. She was just Helen. <laughs> One identity trait. Helen with bananas without bananas. How terrible. I like how Barb uh, stated that she is easily pick upable. <laughs> as uh, succinct an estimation as ever there was. Oh, Elfie, oh, Elfie, give me your Chelsea. Look, we can, we can do this the Elfie Chelsea way, or... Yeah, like, why'd they even... It's... I love that everything just came into existence, and there's seemingly all these rules and things already known and expected. Like, what is this tradition that these two animals are carrying out? Why do they do... How, how do they already know about elves? Elves just came to be. And there's already a Jelfi rhyme? Mm. It's so strange. I mean, he made it up, but... Yeah, he came up with the the rhyme, because he said, I just took some artistic thing. But, like, why is there even this ceremony? Yeah, why don't they just default to the hard way, since, you know, the elves are easily pick-upable? I don't know, I think I think that's another part of the mystique. It just implies that there's so much more that I want to know, but... Well, right, because these interlopers know they might exist outside of the creation of the island, right? Like. Which means they know things like, how did this island come to be? And also, is there other life on Earth and this life on the island is distinct? Aliens? Question mark? <laughs> Don't know. Uh, no, the aliens are part of the magical hierarchy. These guys and the spotted bears are completely separate. Okay, so they are begot from the things from the island. And they just went into space. Which is 
a hilarious, mm-hmm. hilarious mythology. Okay. Well, I don't think they're even. Well, I, I guess yeah. The the magical diamond at the center of all it, all of it, is you know I I do find it interesting that the pink jelly is the same color as a glowworm's glow. Hmm. Fascinating. So it's glowworm poop. I I just think the glowworms are you know since they're at the top of the magical hierarchy they they probably get their power directly from the diamond. Could also be. The diamond that oh god, spoilers again, Steven Universe. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, there is that crazy diamond that begot all the other diamonds that is kind of hinted at in one of the art books. Mm. Uh, you know, clear connection. Clearly, it's just Steven Universe. This is just Steven Universe. Universe. Yeah, this is this is just where Pink Diamond really went on her vac- on her summer vacation. <laughs> She's hanging out with the rest of Susie's coven, obviously. Oh god. I don't even, seeing her, like, I don't even know what those interactions be like. Anyway, <laughs> the Barb episodes, really, uh... They gave me so many mysteries to ponder. So mysterious, it's amazing, you know, I feel like I've already said the sentiment before, but really, Summer Camp Island is still innovating, and coming up with wild storylines, even though we're in season five, and I think that's really wonderful, because... You would have thought that you understood the premise of Summer Camp Island when you watched all of season one. You're like, okay, I get what they're doing here. I get this little slice of life. It's cute. The premise with there being magic gives them room to have all these cute little episodes. And then they're like, no, you know what? We're going to develop this crazy ass story. And uh, we could basically do anything we want anytime because, uh, you know, we're just as cool as Adventure Time. There you go. There you go. It's an Adventure Time for the HBO Max era. I like it. Make it happen. Anyway, guys, that's been us on Barb and the Spotted Bears. Join us next week. Until then, I'm GC13. And I'm David. I'm not 60 years old. And if you'd like to live a, leave us a review, uh, do it anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Later, everybody. Our opening and closing music is by Mark Soto. For more cartoon-related content, please visit LunarCeasefire.com.